0: I'm so glad that you have hit that button and are tuning in to yet another podcast. I'm diving into something really challenging. I am celebrating this Advent season, and that's not the super challenging part. The super challenging part is that I'm planning to write every day as I discover what this season is all about and the history and all those kind of details as someone who wasn't raised celebrating Advent. So uh, I hope you'll join me each of these days and feel free to leave comments, questions as we do this together. I'm doing Advent my own way. Is that blasphemous? Nah, here's what's happening. I've never taken the time to understand what many others celebrate, this seasonal journey into Christmas Day. Advent means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. I'm a seventh-day Adventist, looking forward to the arrival of Jesus for the second time. That's kind of been as far as my emphasis on Advent has gone. We Adventists aren't a liturgical people. Nevertheless, I have understood anticipation. Like each Christmas morning when my dad made breakfast, it was so good. Fried dumpling, or bake, you may call it. Ackee and saltfish. Ah, the smell, the taste. Our British background means we didn't have a culture of Thanksgiving feasting each November. We did have birthday parties, but aside from getting birthday cards with British pound notes enclosed from my grandmother's each year, there wasn't a birthday ritual. And I use the word ritual, though I guess I mean more of an quote-unquote, unspiritual habit. Ritual sounds clearer, though, more intentional, more full of beauty. Our one ritual was, and still is, Sabbath, sunset Friday to sunset Saturday, 52 times a year. Holidays were kind of fluid, a consequence of living far from extended family, Ritual creates stability. Last year, I began to dip my creative toes into Advent and created an Advent calendar for my girls. I didn't want to buy the sort that are loaded with chocolate or toys. I wanted something that would be fun and encourage family connection. Plus, I thought about this really late, so I had to create my own thing. Funny enough, My own thing still had a bit of consumerism sprinkled through it that my girls loved, of course, which I felt was causing us all to miss the point. How do the cute little notepads or paintable picture frame ornaments I bought them point to the birth of Jesus? Yeah, they don't. It was still fun, but it was also a ton of work. No calendar this year. What I do have is a book on order from Amazon, just can't beat consumerism altogether, I guess, that I'll read to them each day. It'll help us all better understand how Genesis fits with Mary's song and why the birth and second coming of Jesus are necessary prophecies fulfilled. What I do have is curiosity. I've begun to read up on Advent get acquainted with this age-old ritual, even though it leads us to a day on which Jesus probably wasn't born. Technicalities aside, I think there's a lot of good to unearth. Plus, it never hurts to remember why the arrival of Jesus is such a big deal. The second piece is called History Belongs, and it's also about discovery. I wrote it on March 13, 2008, and you can find it on my blog. History belongs to those who pray. That's the lyric, and it sort of scares me. There's something to be said for owning the past and for owning it because you prayed and believed and got answered in agreement with your prayer. If only I believed. I used to avoid cooking as if it were a leprosy conduit. I know, melodrama. But honestly, I'd rather wash dishes, mop the floor, take care of the messes that people make because they decided to cook. Then somehow, amidst my resistance, I started to cook and enjoy it. I realized that I had to find a method that worked for me. There's value in that. We each learn differently, and consequently, our culinary experiences also differ. I need color, order, simplicity, and a touch of challenge. A well-written recipe is golden, a great picture is a treat, brevity is also welcomed. So now I cook more often. It helps to have a boyfriend who loves to cook. I enjoy being sous chef, and as we work together, I learn a lot of the basics and more of the options. So I wake up Sunday mornings, and I want, I desire, to cook. And I believe. Part of the reason why I haven't been on top of all my assignments this semester is because I've really enjoyed working on my exegesis paper. Great subject, great process, great discovery. I'd rather do research than do my hair. That's amazing. Many an afternoon have been spent trying to figure out structure and meaning. There's such satisfaction in those moments. Even if I don't write another 200 words, I feel accomplished just having reviewed what is already there. It's like a good sentence or a great dessert, a subtly beautiful lyric or a gaze you find rest in. It makes me think twice about a PhD, and causes me to remember the book I started to write and may not finish writing. And I find joy there. What if I prayed more, and I prayed for more, and I really believed that God would answer according to my belief? History belongs to those who pray. Why am I doing this? I'll probably ask myself that question every single day. If you follow me on Instagram at the podcast, and if you don't you should, if you follow me there, you'll know that I wrote this today. I'm pushing myself to write daily about Advent. It's my way of learning, of digging deeper. And, to be super honest, I need this time to rediscover why Jesus is a big deal. Maybe that sounds strange to you because I'm a pastor and I should know why Jesus is a big deal. Well, here's what else I wrote. My connection time with him has been shallow. Other things have become priorities. This morning, I sensed his encouragement to write through it. And in the words of Terevin Cross, sometimes the only way is through.